I'll wait for him. What, what was that, Trevor? <laughs> so <laughs> wait for him finish burping because I was, I, I got the burp storm about it. Oh, well, I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> I'll try to keep it to a minimum, but occasionally I might burp. The crap What's that? Beverage. This is coconut water. Okay. No, I had some uh, yuzu something coconut water from Trader Joe's. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about coconut water, unfortunately. Like, it, in theory, it seems like something I would really like. Uh, yeah. But I struggle with coconut water for whatever reason. Mm. Um, mm. But, yeah. Also, am I loud enough? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you sound you? lovely. Okay, good. I was looking at my... The line isn't moving, but I think it's a Zencaster thing. Yeah, yeah Zencaster is the world's thing. buggiest podcasting software. Not true, I'm sure, but I'm, yeah, and it's the this only is, podcast uh, sponsored by Zencaster. It's true, that's true. And yeah, my other good. podcast. Man, uh, so we are recording right now. It is the 19th minute of the uh, La- Los Angeles Football Club versus Real Salt Lake, and um, it's been it's been a little nervy so far, I'd say. Ooh. Yeah. Uh oh. We we oh should find out. We, well, hang oh on just goodness. a second. That was close. Oh, thank oh. goodness. Uh we should all tell each other where we are in the game so we know who's faster and who's 1911, 1912, 1913, 19. Okay, you are three seconds faster than me. Okay. I'm actually a second faster than Kyle, which oh, never happens. Yeah, I know. Because you're, you're technically in the past right now. I don't know how that exactly works, but I don't either. It's only if, uh, I'm totally where honest. you are. So as I'm, long as we're not like 20 seconds off of each other, I think we should be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome to episode 134 of Off the Crossbar, a Ray Al Salt Lake podcast. Do you have a doc for this? Do I care about a doc for this one? Mm-hmm. Or are we just we're just uh, live potting the game like we normally do? Right? No, Colin wasn't going to join us this time. Okay. <laughs> that was my drum. Yeah, that was good. Uh, so, just to catch everyone up uh, on this situation, um, we're playing in LA. It is still zero zero, but LA have had quite a few chances up until this point. Most of them coming from our bad giveaways. Um, but I think the worst thing that's happened so far in this game is that Pablo Ruiz appears to have suffered. What may be a serious injury. Also, that oh. was horrific from Brody. Uh, oh yeah, Matt didn't see that. Yeah, yeah no, I was finishing dinner. Got subbed out that? for Palacio, um, hmm. and hmm. Uh, huge bummer because Pablo Ruiz has been pretty clearly our best player in the midfield for quite some time now. A little bit, and yeah. maybe um, our best player. He's been one of our best There's players. That's for, to be made. For dang sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but this it was is a getting... it was a non-contact injury. Went down, yeah, far away from the ball, hmm. pointing to his knee. Trainers yeah. came over and grabbed his knee. And he twisted could not it, walk off the field by without help. Is yeah, it, it didn't doesn't look good. I don't want to say any magic words, but it looks bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really concerning. Not only just for this game, but like uh, for. Uh, the games we have the rest of this month, including an Open Cup semifinal in Houston. Uh, That's in like two weeks now, right? Yeah. We're getting, it's like we're, 10 days or something? We're getting there. I'm um, already laying plans to be in Salt Lake when the final would happen. Yeah. 
I like but, that. But, you know, That's we want good. to visit anyway, so. Yeah, so... Um... Man, that's that's pretty it's pretty bad. But other than that, uh, what have you guys been up to? <laughs> Semifinals on the twenty third. Today is the eight, so it's not in ten days. Fifteen days. Gomez. Oh, 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 my Brody. Okay. Uh, Brody Gomez has had multiple yeah. uh, missed, pretty costly missed touches. Gomez is trying to do his best. Jazzy Zarda's impression with those baby giraffe style touches and it's been it's been a little rough uh so far for gomez but uh, palacio is looking to shoot from 40 yard oh boy um yeah a couple of silly giveaways we have a lot of uh, silly giveaways at this point yeah um and do you think we look rattled or do you think this is just who we are without ruiz i think no i think think it's i think it's just early nerves in the game yeah yeah, this is a big, big game. The biggest game a lot of these guys have uh, played in together. That's for sure. We oh, haven't yeah. really played in a super. I mean, I guess we had a playoff game, but um, <laughs> yeah. So it's looking a little nervous. But with this game, we went with our probably our best back line uh, with Brody, Silva, Glad, and Anelli on the right. We started with Ruiz and Ojeda in the middle. Now Palacio's in. Uh, Gomez is in for Luna, but Gomez is on the right. Saverino's on the left. And then Danny Musovsky mm. and Chicho Rongo up top. Um, I think you nice. said Saverino on the left? Saverino started on the... Oh, he's moved to the right, though. I was going to say, he's been playing on the right for the last 10 minutes or so. But yeah. that's kind of to be expected. Those guys are going to switch. Yeah. That's kind uh, of part of the plan. happens quite a bit. So yeah, th- that meant Luna didn't get the start, which is fine. Well, I'm assuming we'll see him in the second half, but we're looking i'm wondering how meaningful the second half is going to be if uh, lafc probably should have punished us by now so yeah um, they're squeezing out those passing lanes when we have possession and goal it's not working out well for us there they have a lot of players uh in the midfield Mm -hmm. um, and we have two players in the midfield one of them has not played very much and the other one is brian ojeda and he can be a little mistake prone sometimes mercurial uh, yeah so yeah. we'll see what happens but uh it would be a bummer to get knocked out of this because this tournament's been really fun <laughs> it turns out as somebody who was a uh, league's cup skeptic this tur- oh oh come on Go- i'm still while we're waiting for this to develop i'm oh, still like i can't be anti the best this tournament just as a general I, rule i get it well we should talk about that why i mean i just agree with that. <laughs> Why? I think we kind of no. We talked about it. Not we talked about it. I talked about it on the other podcast oh, yeah. I did That's a few right. weeks ago. It's just Trevor. Did you cheat on us? I did. No, I I was invited and I told you guys and you were like, "Go for it. That'll be fun." And I was on the Royal Riot, whatever they round call table. the round table. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you sought permission first. But <laughs> oh, uh, we get a corner kick coming up. Sounds like it's already happened. I haven't. No, I was no, looking now. at. I, I oh, have had so many play? screens in front of me just because I've been following all of these games. Uh, oh, that's fair. We've had a lot of really fun games today. Minnesota and Toluca went to penalties. Minnesota came out victorious. Nashville played Club America. That went to penalties after Nashville gave up a penalty in the 93rd minute to give America the lead, and then scored in like the 98th minute, uh, or the eighth minute of stoppage, I should say, um, to send it to penalties, and then Nashville lost in penalties after all of that. So. 
amazing stuff there. Monterey is playing Tigres right now. Um, oh, also Philly and New York Red Bull went to penalties as well. So three games earlier went to penalties. The winner of the be. Monterey game is who we would play or who the winner of this game. Yeah. Plays. So if we win, which I'm feels a little unlikely right now, but I'm not really, but it's it early. Um, no goals yet. So yeah, still plenty of time. Yeah. And then, then we'll play the winner of Monterey and Tigres. Yeah. Wait. Uh, so yeah. we can play a team from our group in the yeah in the to go back final. to why this tournament is kind of silly. Um, why would they do that? I don't get it. It's a it's a ridiculous ridiculous might be a little strong, but it's it's a ridiculous format. You have three team groups. That's the tournament's like fifty teams huge, three team groups which are dumb, and there's like oh a, an, Oh, come on, man. Gomez just took a... Oh, man. Dude, what is it? What is his deal? He's now plotted. I mean, I think his deal is that he got dropped after being pretty good yeah. for Luna, and I think justifiably, right? Yeah, no. That, justifiably, like, but like... Still, he just like, made... He, a, he just hasn't played as much as he run into the box and got the ball right on his head and just... Oh. I think he was a little ahead of it. No, he... He didn't. It's have a perfect to be a pass. Head. Like you have to get it. On yeah. Top no, you that. definitely have to do better. He just timed it a little bit goofy. Oh. No, so it's it's three pain. team groups. There's like three or four or some goofy number of teams that just got to buy because they for you know whatever because you can't. There wasn't an even number of teams to yeah. make three team groups, and you couldn't do four team groups because it's just eighteen teams from Liga MX and then every team from MLS, and you just got to come up with some way to put it together for a month long tournament. Like this is the kind of thing that I think would be cool. And they're trying to make it so that it's a more meaningful tournament. And I'm in support of that, but the way that they're doing it now, it's not a meaningful tournament. Like it's, it interrupts the season. We have to put MLS on hold for an entire month for this thing. So like teams like Seattle that are good teams just aren't going to be playing for three weeks because they lost early. Right? Yeah. So it's just like for Seattle fans, this tournament's stupid. If there was a much smaller number of teams, if it was like a reason, what's a number divisible by four? 24 teams or like 32 (laughs) teams? If it was like a World Cup type format with like a real group stage and real knockouts and you didn't meet a team from your group two rounds later, like. If the format was better, I would be more about it. But it's it seems like they're just shoehorning it into the middle of the MLS season. The MLS season that, by the way, is already very long. Yeah. And now you're forcing some of these teams to play six and seven more games just in the middle of August. And yeah. like you can't really sell tickets to this because you don't know that you have a game until six days before. Yeah. So it's just it's putting so much stress on yeah, teams for travel, on, so much stress for teams Hell just yeah. in rotation, so much stress on teams, for, and it's just all, all completely unnecessary. Yeah, I think if you, you just should. reduce the number of teams to a reasonable number, yeah, and still had sure. MLS able to go on and force some teams to, if they wanted to take this serious tournament seriously, then they <laughs> could, they would have to do some more rotation, and that'd be great. But this seems like a replacement for Champions League, and I think that's completely unfair because this is just two leagues. Champions yeah, League no. should be the whole confederation, and it's just not. 
this is Wait. a cooler tournament than Champions League, but it should include teams from all over the place. Or they like they should just apply this theory for this tournament to Champions League and make Champions League super cool and super exciting. Yeah, like I mean, this is proximate games make a huge difference, right? When you're playing it, Champions League every two months, it just feels different. Yeah, yeah, and I no, get it's, it. It's just a lot of things about this tournament, and like what happened to RSL, like just the tournament organization. Oh. They were told. Oh Oh, that was so close. Is that Sabrina? Is that a corner? Yeah, Sabrina. That's a corner. Sabrina yeah, Sabrina just, just uh, barely missed. Just wide. Deflected. Oh, let's get this angle. That's a great press from us. That was a nice angle. Yeah, that's a deflection. How is that not a yeah. corner? That was off the defender. It was a corner. They called the corner. It's no, horrible. they did not. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. What happened there? I don't know. Sabrina he originally does. signaled corner. Yeah, and then... He- uh, I don't. The I don't know about assistant, that. Well, I, I know about it. That was definitely a wrong call. <laughs> um, so we haven't recorded since. Uh, did Two we record weeks, after right? the Monterey game or right before? I think it was I've right before. Thought, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it was would have been before because yeah, that was the deflection. rescheduled one, right? No, we yeah, that's scheduled one. Oh, you're right. Uh, we. But the, to finish yeah. that point, like the team was told that it would be Friday until like okay, the Monday when they changed so, it, and all of a sudden they had to tell everybody that it changed. Like, so we we beat I don't know how many teams Seattle. that happened to, but that's really uh, I think it garbage was just organization. So here's what happened. So uh, just to recap, what took place? So we, we recorded right before Monterey. We played against Monterey. We lost three zero. Um, it was a tough game. We I, I we played honestly, we played better against Monterey than we did in the first half against Lyon. But we created some good chances. We just couldn't score, and Monterey was incredibly lethal on all the chances they had. Um, first goal was a Justin Glad own goal, but it was really either going to be a Justin Glad own goal or they were going to tap it in probably. So, um, whatever. That game was rough, but it was fun. It was uh, very, we had an amazing sunset that night, by the way. True. Um, mm-hmm. It was amazing. Um, and that game was really fun to be at, as depressing as it sort of was. But one thing that's funny about, um, I, I've, I've experienced a lot of really funny interactions in the stadium uh, during these games against League MX teams. Like, uh, I totally, like, no shade to anyone doing this. There's a lot of Mexican people wearing just like other Mexican clubs or the Mexican national team jerseys to these games. Um, and like, you know, don't, don't often get the chance to see Liga MX teams come to the United States, especially to Salt Lake, since we're not playing in Champions League most of the time, um, yeah. in quite some time. So there's like a lot of people wearing, <laughs> wearing like random jerseys. I, I was in line for drinks uh, at the Lyon one, and there was this really drunk guy who was talking to this girl who was wearing a Mexico national team jersey, and he was like trying to be like kind of witty, but he was like too drunk to really figure out like what he was trying to say. And, um, Oh dear, please don't score. Oh geez. Okay. Didn't score. Um, and he was yeah. like, he was like, Oh, so you're a Leon fan. And she's like, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a Leon fan. And he's like, what? And he was like trying to think of something. And he was just like, well, you're wearing a, a Mexico Jersey. And she was like, yeah, I'm a Chivas fan. But he was like, well, you're yeah." And I was like, dude, there are more teams in Mexico than just Leon. And she was, <laughs> And she was very hyped that I said that and was very, he was like, it was a whole 
embarrassing moment that I didn't mean to embarrassing him, but it, I just needed the interaction to end because he was, he was really struggling to get through it. Yeah. Uh, so that was one. There were other times when like there was this against Monterey specifically, there was this team of team. There was this family wearing all, they were all wearing the new Mexican national team jerseys, which are great jerseys by the way. Um, and when they were doing lineups, they were announcing the Monterey lineups. And one of the kids was like cheering loudly. He was like cheering for club America. <laughs> like he thought he was there to see a club America game. Oh, poor and kid. It was really funny. I know. Poor kid, but Monterey smoked us, so it's fine. And the dad yeah. was like, no, it's Monterey. It's not America. It's Monterey. So he like <laughs> corrected his child like mid-cheer. That was awesome, too. There's just really funny stuff going on in the stadium, and uh, it's really fun. But the Monterey, they rolled deep pretty bad or pretty big. They had a lot of fans there. And then uh, it should be noted that so we, we played our two games. Monterey played Seattle in the final game of our group. Uh, that game was actually really fun. Seattle went up 2-0 pretty quickly, and they needed to win 3-0 uh, for uh, to eliminate us. Anyway, all, what happened and, was Monterey beat up. Monterey came back with an absolute vengeance and just wrecked them, and it was it was pretty sad for Seattle. It was great for me. Um, so then after that, RSL starts saying games on Friday. It has all the graphics and, and the announcement for the game being on Friday against club leon um and we're like okay cool it's friday the leagues cup website had thursday as our game and uh turns out it was thursday but clearly someone at the club was people a lot of people at the club must have been told incorrectly that the game was friday so was it the next day that they corrected it or when did they correct it was the next day it was the next day i thought day. they corrected it like monday because the game was on saturday wasn't it did they wait till monday to, to correct it i, I don't know i don't know i can basically they yeah. corrected they it and a like, day or okay, two. it's actually thursday a lot of people had bought tickets already to the friday game and a lot of people could go friday couldn't go thursday and vice versa so um that got exciting so the game ends up being Thursday. Uh, I go to the game uh, like a lot of other people did. And then it started to be like, oh, I, there's a little bit of rain coming in. Um, maybe that might become a concern. I'm like looking at the clouds with Keaton. We're like waiting in line for, for drinks. And I'm like, I don't I don't know, man, it's looking pretty bad. And I go up and stand on the way that where you can look to the south and the west. And there were some extremely scary clouds uh coming from that direction uh and as soon as there was a lightning strike that delayed the game which i think is when you tuned in trevor uh because they had they had yet to announce it on the broadcast but you could see the stadium uh screen and it said delay right is that how yeah it was like they were at the desk and they were talking about the game and like trying to present it and then as they were like and we're gonna pass it over to whoever it was it was broadcasting or commentating as we get over to the RSL game and like the shot that they were showing was from the South end, looking towards the North um, end of the stadium. And you could just see the sign in the background and you couldn't read it cause it's tiny, but it would, you could clearly see if you've seen it before, like the weather um, <laughs> thing was up on the, the like severe weather alert was up on the board on the board. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's not good. I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that before. And then it went to commercials and then um, like, Two minutes later, it came back and it was just like, the, this event has been weather delayed. And I was yeah. like, all right, well, 
as soon as I saw that it was weather delayed and then Matt posted the lightning map and I was just like, oh, this is like, ooh, <laughs> this ooh, is going to be a while. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Musaski one on two, two with Chicho. <sighs> Bad touch for oh, Chicho. Two Lid. seconds. Just you guys are two or three seconds ahead and kill yeah. it for me. Oh, um, he's, he scored it, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll keep watching. <laughs> Against Aaron Long, he scored. Um, oh. Oh. Well, that's a penalty. Oh, oh that's that's outside the block? Like outside, oh, my it? gosh. That's lucky. I think they're that's calling it outside. But... He's calling it outside. He's calling it outside. It looked to me like just took outside. down Let's see. Just outside the box. Oh, definitely outside. You got a replay here? Yeah. Savarino did a good job taking his first step into the box, though. Oh, that sucks so much. He stepped right on Savarino's foot. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty clear. Easy um, yellow, easy foul. But so as soon as outside. I saw the video board and looked that direction, I was like, oh, this might not actually end anytime soon. And I went to my car immediately and started driving home. And within like minutes, I was in what I am not exaggerating to be the craziest storm I've ever been in in Utah. <laughs> like oh. uh, more rain in such a small amount of time than I've ever experienced and more lightning. I. I've never been in a lightning storm that was just like every second lightning. Mm-hmm. And that was that was one. And it was like that for two hours in the valley, at least. Because another storm ended up rolling through from the west. And then they eventually, at one point, they said they were going to kick off. Again, this is on Thursday night. They were going to kick off at 11 after <laughs> what was initially an yeah, 8.30 kickoff. They kept playing to like, oh, we're going to keep trying to play it tonight. Like they kept that game going. Until like 9.30 or 10 when they were like, everybody take safety in your cars. Like everybody go to your cars instead of like just going yeah, to the Yeah, that was the first time I've actually heard them say that. They were like telling. They were like, no, just get out of here. Yeah. And You'll yeah. be allowed to reenter. Labara stayed there for at least, I don't know how long, but through the worst of the storm just playing because the Lyon <laughs> fans were, were in the away section and they were just like chanting back and forth at each other for at least an hour. And of course. Right. This is what brought upon everyone being in the press box when a raccoon was forced through <laughs> the de- decrepit ceiling of the press box and, uh, of course, gave us what can only be described as one of the year's best memes. Of, one, of the, uh, one of the... The RFK raccoon yeah. migrating. Yeah, one of the most viral moments that's happened. It's at so good. Like, you have Messi and you have the raccoon. Like, that's what's going on. Yeah. It's funny because I remember, I don't know if you guys were there, but there was um, a game earlier this season where there was somebody from like two guys from the team, not like the guys that are usually in the press box, like like security staff or something like that. They were up there listening in the ceiling and like walking around and they were like, oh, there's a raccoon above the ceiling. We're trying to find it. And they were like in the press box for like 10 minutes walking around and we could like hear some scurrying. And we're like, oh, yeah, I guess there's a freaking raccoon up there. That's funny. And then after a little while, like, they left. I never saw it again. But, like, there's been a raccoon there for a while. Yeah, that's uh, – I did not know that, actually. That's awesome. <laughs> so as soon as I saw the video, I was like, oh, they found the raccoon. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, the raccoon video is great. I think Caleb uh, won the uh, viral tweet award for, for that one. So that was good to see. Um. Yeah, I think I just pretty... saw Scott Caldwell on my screen. Oh, oh really? No. Is he on the bench? He's probably not listed got... on the bench. He's not in the twenty-three. Okay, he's I don't not... think he's. Which is, oh, is bizarre. Uh, not that I think Scott Caldwell is an amazing player, but uh, 
You gotta feel. I can't remember. Did I mention that I saw Scott Caldwell at the Daybreak Harmons? I think you mentioned in Slack. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That was funny. I was like walking in and I, uh, I was like, wow, who's this, who's this guy with like beautiful eyes? And then he like, we like made (laughs) eye contact. I was like, oh, I think that's Scott Caldwell, actually. I like said that to myself as I like walked by him. And then, uh, you know, I didn't actually say that to him, I think. I hope. But, yeah. Did you ask if he wants to be on the podcast? I should have. I should have been like, hey, man, you got a lot of free time lately. No, sorry. No offense. In between your uh, pending real estate deals. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a Cal- Caldwell banker. Nice. Um, I got to say, Emeka Anelli is very good. He's he's the truth. He really I is. He's a board. Oh, oh, what do we know? No, 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 Who was it? Was that Chicho? What a yeah. dang it. Chicho. If it's that would have gone in, that would have been celebrate. incredible. That was great right. from Gomez. Give him three more of those and he scores all three. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's Gomez a tough, great. Oh, that's geez. a tough shot to hit first time, but man. It's a little tough. But yeah. that's that's good movement. That's great. That's exactly I, what we want to see from Gomez. Further enforces the hypothesis that finishing is not a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, this is. I love that this is the hill you're dying on. This is. It. I will die on so many hills, and this is one of them. Yeah, that was. Uh, this is. That made me. This is not the time or place, but that's a deep dive that I haven't gone on yet. I've just seen a pe- few people post about it, and I know that they've got like supporting data. Yeah. One of these days, I need to like get into that and see what you're talking about because like it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, the, the basic hypothesis is that it's more about so one, there's positioning and where you like where you receive passes, um, but that XG holds up over time is kind of the the hypothesis in in those zones. Like regardless of who the player is, though, that's that's where the XG gets kind of murky think, for me is because I was actually thinking about this the other day in the shower. I don't know why. Um, but I, I think I would probably revise this slightly. Oh, I was thinking about Lionel Messi and like that free kick he scored. That like, a, a what about like Lionel Messi is clearly an elite talent who can finish extremely well. Yeah, yeah. From uh, very specific scenarios, and I think if when when you talk about finishing not being a thing, you have to make exceptions for some players, right? For elite level talent, I don't know. How much of that we have in MLS aside from Lionel Messi? Uh, so I think I would hold that it's it's probably a probably an accurate understanding of the statistical portion of the game. So is the is the hypothesis because all I've heard is finishing isn't a thing, and that doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Like as a sentence, so <laughs> sure, sure. is the hypothesis basically that like if somebody were to say we just need somebody who can finish, what you really mean is not somebody who's a good finisher, but you need somebody that can get in the right positions to create like higher quality shots. Is that really more what it's about rather than like somebody who can score from anywhere. It's really somebody who can get in the right spot and score. Yeah. It's about chance quality. It's it's about, it's why Wondolowski has so many goals Mm -hmm. is just because he's just in the right spot all the time. It's not because he is better at shooting the ball on frame than the next guy. Yeah. That's okay. the idea that I can get behind, but also like, yeah, finishing is not a thing is just a, I mean, it's basically a beam at this point. Yeah. I just, I just, 
there's got to be a quality that you can assign people that can just put the ball on frame more often than other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's the thing, right? Yeah, I think so. Probably. And, and maybe it's that differentiating between levels of finishing is less a thing. Is that halftime? Uh, oh, they're just, just being about, lackadaisical with it. Okay. Yeah, We're almost there. We got one minute of stoppage time. We're at 40 seconds. Yeah, LA is clearly not super interested in scoring before. <laughs> they're, they're interested in doing anything right now. There's RSL, yeah, so we're good. There was that chance. And then Chiellini just sort of... Chiellini? Chiellini? Chiellini. 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 Yeah, I so... Know. I knew that. I think... Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But this, this came up in a podcast I was listening to that was recapping the... Uh, uh, women's world cup game where they when they lost to sweden i can't remember which i can't remember if it was no oh, it was they i think it was a sweden they got grand shot sweden. They, they were talking about um that exact situation where somebody took a low xg shot from pretty far away like maybe just outside the 18 but hit it incredibly well and forced a really tough save out of the keeper but that's like a shot that that player is like consistently good at hitting um so how do you like it? How do you really evaluate XG with in a situation like that? Like some yeah, players I, taking a I, shot from one from a position is a different. Yeah, like I mean, take like Paulo Ruiz versus Scott Caldwell. Like if you where's Paulo Ruiz shoots a lot from, which like is like thirty yards out, right? Yeah, he's gonna put that on frame a lot more often than I trust Scott Caldwell would. He's so is he a better finisher than Scott Caldwell? Yeah, I would say that does the, X, does the XG change because it's Ruiz versus Caldwell? So, I mean, usually XG is evaluated uh, broader than a single player because it, yeah, you don't get the same volume, uh, and it becomes yeah. less meaningful, right? You need you need high volume for XG to be a meaningful statistic. Yeah, um, and, and I, would and say I that, understand that, but that's where I'm saying like finishing is a thing. Yeah, well, so I want. There, there are a couple counter arguments you could think about here, and I don't know if I subscribe to any of them necessarily. Uh, but when you look at Pablo Ruiz, you see a player who is willing to take those shots and capable of taking those shots. When you see Scott Caldwell, you see a player who does not take those shots, right? Yeah. Um, and the XG is still very, very low. But if Ruiz is taking a lot more shots, he's going to score slightly more of them. Oh, I, see I think what that's you're what saying. we see. And and that you know that's where like any statistical measure is going to get a little confused, yeah. Uh, because depending on who is capable of doing a thing at such a point, or you know, tactically does a thing at such a like point. in theory that evens out anyway because Scott mm-hmm. Caldwell doesn't take that shot exactly. I see. Yeah, it's the guy that does take that shot that takes that shot. But you know, it is still a that, shot regardless, right? And there are tactical reasons to do those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's but I, interesting. I don't think it, it indicates like better finishing necessarily in and of itself. I don't know. Yeah, that's I gotta think about Excuse it. Excuse me, more. I'm struggling. Well, that's all right. I'm gonna cut that cough out, Trevor, just for you. Nice. That's good. But cool. we're still gonna talk about the cough. Um, I drank too much coffee and I have this problem with my stomach where like it doesn't always accept everything that I put into it. So <laughs> It's a personal problem um, that only you have. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Trevor's health, uh, how's yeah. your CPAP? Uh, mostly fine. It's funny we asked. We're talking about it now. Tonight, lat tonight. Last night was the first night that like I hadn't used it since I got it. 
And that was just straight up like I got into bed and immediately fell asleep. I usually get into bed and like plug my phone in, turn on a video or like a comedy album because I just fall asleep better with like words being spoken. Mm -hmm. And so, so I'll just turn something on and then I listen to it for like two minutes. And while I'm doing that, I put the mask on and I go to sleep. And last night I put the video on, did not plug it in and just immediately fell asleep. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I woke up, my alarm going off, my phone was at 9%, which was kind of scary. Um, but no, it was like, it's been fine. There's a marked difference. Um, today was the first day that I, not the first day since, but it took like two or three weeks for me to like not feel tired throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Like I still get tired and I still get exhausted, but not like as a constant state of being, which is nice. Um, I don't want to fall asleep in the middle of the day as much as I used to. Um, and yeah, it's been great. I'm really happy with it. I do still need to like go back to the doctor and like have them evaluate it and like calibrate the pressure a little bit better. Um, they just put me on like a standard, like it's like a really wide range of like pressures and the machine is smart enough to like adjust throughout the night based on breathing patterns and stuff to like apply more or less pressure Hmm. but it's better if it just has like a constant like it finds the happy medium and just like applies that pressure (coughs) excuse me so i do need to go back and like have them recalibrate it i still need to do the follow-up thing um but so far so good i really enjoy it i like it and it's a noticeable difference even like i said just last night um today it was a noticeable difference like i could tell that i didn't use it so interesting that's great to hear not that you like didn't use com- it last night but yeah it's not like completely night and day but like going from the last couple of days to today like there's a little bit of a groggy difference yeah do you but, feel like you've caught up on your sleep de- deficit do a we little believe bit. That sleep deficit is a thing i believe that sleep deficit is a thing i don't think mm-hmm. science believes that sleep deficit is a thing mm-hmm. i think that's what my doctor told me or i read an article once like catching up on sleep's not a real thing. I don't remember. I know that I used to get like four hours of sleep a night and then I would get like eight or nine hours on the weekends. And I thought that that was like catching up and like making it better. Yeah. And I think it was, I either talked to my doctor or I read an article about it. Cause I know I was looking at, anyway, they said that it's not a real thing. You should try to get just more sleep every night. Hmm. So. All right. Anyway. I probably won't, but. <laughs> yeah. You you might not for a while. (laughs) Actually, so uh, the little boy is sleeping pretty well. Uh, Really? We're getting generally six hours out of him. Okay. Consecutive, and he's he's just over two months, so I feel... I mean, there's always a chance of regression there. That's... Yeah. I wouldn't... feel pretty good about it. I wouldn't count your chickens just yet, but that's a big dub. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I think things things are good in that regard. Guys, I am freaking out right now. I'm so sorry. There, no. I watched the Nashville America game earlier. Yeah, and I watched it till the end. Nashville. I watched Nashville Nashville lose in penalties, and I turned it off. And I think that they reviewed something after I turned it off, <laughs> and then called a, called it back. I watched Alex Zendejas and a bunch of America fans and their keepers celebrating in the stands, and apparently. Uh. They must have called it like way late, called it back. 
and That's beautiful. Oh, I, wait, I have a friend so that Amer- thinks, wait, so who actually advanced America? Them? Okay, so here's what happened. Uh, Nashville and America were playing. Uh, Nashville goes, okay, oh, I fa- there was a tweet about it. Okay, so here's what happened. Well, first, Nashville's up 1-0. America scores to tie it up, make it 1-1. Nashville gives up a penalty in the fourth minute of stoppage time, uh, a handball. Uh, v goes to VAR. America gets the penalty. They score, make it 2-1. Looks like Nashville or America's going to win in, in stoppage time. Then Sam Surridge, the new signing from Nottingham Forest that Nashville made uh, out of the Premier League, 7 million, 7 million transfer fee, I think. Anyway, scores a 98th, an eighth minute of stoppage time uh, headed goal to make it 2-2 to send it to penalties. Mm. Then I watched all the penalties and I watched America win and I went and like started like eating dinner or whatever. But there's a Bleacher Report football tweet that says the end of Club America versus Nashville was wild. America thought they won on penalties. VAR review showed the keeper stepped off his line. Nashville retook their penalty and scored. America missed from the spot. Nashville scored and then they won. I cannot believe I missed that. That is. Wow. I I, I missed all that. That's insane. <laughs> I don't know I how I skipped over all the drama. I just tuned in, not to the game, tuned Dude, in to I had to three Twitter. screens going and I watched all, <laughs> I, I literally watched. <laughs> I just tuned into Twitter and saw Nashville celebrating. I was like, oh, good for them. I did not I, know that it was that crazy. I, I turned off during the celebration. My friend said, I, dude, I feel like you're gaslighting me. They definitely won because he was, he responded to a text I sent like hours ago at this point at, well, at nine or eight something seven something and he was like wait nashville won and i was like no <laughs> they did not win and then i sent him a screenshot of fought mob and i didn't look at it closely and then he's like am i crazy that says they won i was like wait what the hell and then i googled it and it says nashville won i'm like wait what i watched it happen i thought i was getting mandela affected but like maybe way did. quick but like yeah in a matter of minutes <laughs> yeah hey, reality can split at any time that's true it's true Wow. Anyway, um, I, I cannot believe that. That's crazy. And if you subscribe to the many worlds interpretation of, you know, metaphysics, then that's constantly in infinitely many universes. So, yeah. So in the halftime show for the game that we're watching right now, um, they're showing highlights. Oh, they're showing highlights from yesterday. So, okay. We haven't talked much about it since, uh, maybe the first game, but like, how about Lionel Messi? <laughs> Turns out it's pretty good, pretty good at soccer. I so, <laughs> I've, I, I'm still holding on to some conspiracy theories here. Um, okay, let's which go. We Forward talked rip. about last time. Just that, uh, I don't know. I, and maybe it's not a conspiracy theory. Maybe it's just a, a plain old hypothesis that players are overawed by him in MLS. And uh, it's it's interesting because we've never had a player in MLS like that. Yeah. David Beckham, obviously an important player, um, but he wasn't coming from like, uh, he wasn't like the world's best player at any point, right? No, he's, he's a rec- just recognizable like... face. He married the Spice Girl. Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that he was known for and a, a pop culture figure. Uh, but Lionel Messi's not that, right? He's... No, just the best player in the world for an extended period of time. And maybe yeah. he's not anymore. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah there's an argument. Mm-hmm. Certainly probably I, not right now. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, you take uh, yeah. future RSL player Kylian Mbappe, who probably is <laughs> That's probably but, true. That's uh, no, so it just it feels like, and I haven't watched full games with him, so it's, but it, it feels like he's playing it on easy mode, right? Okay, so. And I wonder if that, there's an element of being overawed that's contributing to that. Yeah. So the question is, is is he playing on easy mode because he's playing in MLS against MLS defenses? Or is he playing on easy mode because people aren't tackling him? Yeah. People are afraid of him. Not afraid so, of him like as a player, but like afraid to hurt him. Yeah. If you hurt Messi, you like yeah. there is a target on your back. And that's true. Maybe in a literal sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a figurative sense, so not not literal, but well, I, I you get mean, the idea, right? Yeah, figure, like a, yeah, figure. a different figurative sense. Yeah, not All right, like maybe we need to get an RSL player or just another player from another team. Maybe we could like consult several players from several teams, like anonymously, like Athletic does, and just be like, okay, so who like are you guys actually scared of Messi? Like, are you scared of hurting Messi? Is that why nobody's? I know where we can uh, contact an, an MLS player. Um, there's, I don't know if you know the the Harmons at Daybreak. <laughs> I don't know. Scott, no disrespect. I don't know that Scott Caldwell would be the best player to ask about how they yeah. would play somebody on the field right now, considering they're not playing on the field right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, no, I, I, I do. I do genuinely ascribe to that. I think that what I'm waiting for is for somebody to like tackle Messi, not injure him. I'm not asking well, okay, for anybody to injure so him. So against, I, uh, I need somebody to just like. Slide tackle Messi, knock him over. A good old Abdullah tackle. Yeah, just to see, just to see what happens. Yeah, because I do think that Messi is like not scared of anybody here, and I think that that's something that will keep him from scoring two goals a game. Is for him to just be like a little bit scared. Yeah, I don't know that you can scare Messi, but like I just want to see what happens. No, but you you want it to be competitive, right? Yeah, I I this is my beef with Messi right now. Like, I'm on board with Messi scoring two or three goals a game, and then Miami still squeaking every single result out. That's like they are. Funny. The problem is because funny. that's hilarious. It, yeah, that's, that's the that ideal scenario. Like, he should have lost to Dallas. Is the reality like they <laughs> yeah. Dallas was Dallas was obviously better, but I, I mean. Miami scored a comical own goal. Dallas scored one of the most clinical own goals I've ever seen where Marco Farfan just like I, just a complete striker's goal directly into his own net. I saw a bunch of people being like, yeah, MLS is obviously rigged because I'm, I'm like, okay, well, it, it might be rigged, but in a different way. It's not like players <laughs> are not trying to make Messi win. Um, yeah. Jesus Ferreira missed like three sitters, uh, just awful stuff from him. Um, and then Messi did amazing, amazing things like to, the free kick that he did. Four yeah, you're right. That, like Miami's <laughs> Miami's defense is terrible. Miami sucks. Yeah, it, but honestly, watching Robert Taylor make like a like an 80 yard sprint all the way in, into his own box and then slide the ball into his own net was just like one of my favorite things I've ever seen. So I love that Robert Taylor. Like we we kind of like. Old MLS heads probably knew this was going to happen. Some no-name guy from Miami would suddenly become a god just because he's playing next to Messi. <laughs> if he, if he and it's hilarious that it's Robert Taylor. I know. The guy that's like now got like finished, seven dude. assists on the season just because he plays next to Messi and passes Messi the ball. Yeah. 
Miami's yeah, probably going to sell him for $20 million to some team. And then they're going to be like, oh, he's actually not that good. He's just the Dude, guy passing the ball to Messi. I, it, it's pretty crazy. Like they are. I don't know. I like I, I get it. But like that first goal that Messi scored from the pass from uh, from Jordi Alba was like the exact goal that those two created against Real Madrid. Yeah. Like literally the exact pass, the exact finish were just it was amazing. so. They're doing things that they did against Real Madrid a few years ago, obviously. Yeah. And they're very, very good players. Sergio Busquets is an incredible midfielder. Um, he's also looks like an incredibly nice guy. When they uh when after he scored his penalty on Dallas's keeper, he just like gave him like a very polite handshake, which is also like really insulting, but uh it was really funny. He just like walked up to him and he was like a really it looked and it was very genuine, which almost makes it worse. Like if he was like, you know angrily or like you know tauntingly giving you a smile and a handshake that's one thing but he like was being very kind about the fact that he just like drilled a penalty on their keeper so um yeah pretty pretty amazing and one thing that i you know some people a lot of people have pointed out is that messi looks like incredibly happy yeah i don't know if that's why i'm suspicious yeah i've watched (laughs) i watched psg a few times especially in champions league and i mean he was also not happy because they weren't doing super well but uh he just, you know, he's playing with a good amount of joy right now, which is fun to see. I love watching Messi play, and I can't wait to play them in both the League's Cup final in a few weeks, couple weeks. I don't know when that like would be. Three days. Open <laughs> back-to-back games from here on out. So. Do you do you think it would like? Is that a similar amount of joy that say I would experience playing a bunch of like? professional five-year-olds even if you're playing a bunch of professional five-year-olds i don't know if you could hit a free kick top bins like he's hit no that's that's true but i i think i could dribble past them i probably or at least run them over yeah not that i would but he could try to play (laughs) cleanly yeah it's It's pretty it's pretty extraordinary like the, the the free kicks that he scored especially the one against dallas that was just like i mean he can do those all day right yeah it's Which why amazing. why are you fouling Miami in those positions? Uh, yeah, that was just pretty comical. I <laughs> yeah, liked the I like the Dallas player who was like who was interviewed by local Dallas news, and he was like, "Yeah, I know you guys don't really care about me. Like, <laughs> that doesn't matter. You're just here to talk about Messi." And that, he's like, "And honestly, fair." Yeah, <laughs> that was really a great interview. Yeah, that was. I like that guy. I don't know. I can't remember his name. He's one of their center backs on Dallas, but he's like a guy that he looks like an like an alt like punk guy he's got like bleached hair and he's got like a septum piercing not when he's playing obviously but he did i don't know who you're talking about i feel like i should his name is uh i I can find it in uh was it a bay a bega no kamungo it is uh if i see his name i'll remember it's it's uh while you guys are looking that up let me just update the viewers the game has started Second half has started. We're at 48th minute now. Wait, was it Tafari? I think it was Still Tafari. Still 0 Tafari. Okay, it's Tafari. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no second half started. To start the second half. Looks We're like. Rocking. One in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's offside. Surely. Put your flag up, sir. I'm only I'm really oh, only being interviewed for the aspect of who Messi is. I'm not even being interviewed because you actually care about who I am. And that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Um, yeah. So second half is going. Yes. Uh, Matt, you've you've had yeah. some interesting stuff going on 
socially. So you should tell us about what you've been up to. Because yeah, so I went and saw uh, Oppenheimer in seventy millimeter IMAX. Uh, How was it? Really great. Um, That's me on Saturday. When, when they actually use the full seventy millimeter, it just really pops. Ha, ha, wait, did I you see it, it in a different format previously, or was that the first time? You no, used that was my first time. Okay. Um, so I I can't really speak to like what was better about it. Uh, you'll be able to speak a lot better about that. Anyway, so that was really great. But I come out of the theater. This is at uh, Arizona Mills Mall in Tempe, Arizona, and the mall was basically deserted. And I was like, "This is weird." Didn't know the mall closed at five o'clock on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> So I'm walking out and then I see, I look over, there's like a Legoland experience type thing there. Really, uh-huh. it's a big Lego marketing thing uh, with uh, like interactive in some way. I didn't go in, uh, but I saw like a whole like SWAT team in there. And I thought, oh, that hmm. that's, huh. And I walked out and there were people gathered around, you know, the fountains out there and just, you know, clearly worried. Check the news. Apparently, it must have happened like 10 minutes before I walked out uh, because there were still police people, you know, pulling up. Uh, it was a very surreal experience. It turned out to be, I think, a robbery gone wrong. Uh, I don't think there was a death or even a shooting. Yeah. But, you know, news travels in weird ways. And it was a good reminder that, uh, yeah, the first thing you hear is not always the, the actual thing. Yeah, yeah, initially, yeah, when you first told experience. us about it, when you first told us about it, the, yeah. the initial reports f- were that like it was a shooting. Reports yeah. of a shooting is like yeah. what the words were. And I saw like even it's interesting because even like a, a couple of days later, it was either a day later or two days later. I saw I was like scrolling TikTok and I saw a TikTok of somebody just walking around like the food court that had been yeah. like it was super surreal because it, you could tell like people just like got up and left and everything was just left on the tables. Yeah, and like, was like it left dog. on the table like it was knocked over like yeah. there was a drink or two like on the ground and like yeah people yeah, i passed by those out drinks of i was yeah. like oh like weird they didn't clean this up like no one did <laughs> yeah and uh but i, yeah, know, I was like, just coming out of the high of seeing that movie yeah and even like at that point you know tiktok is weird because it's not chronological it's kind of depends on a lot of different things but it was like shooting in this mall so like people you know that got spread around and there's yeah. sure there's a considerable amount of people who still think there was a shooting that took place there. Um, but yeah, yeah it's well, pretty... when I, I talked to people outside and they, they said, Oh, it must've been a shooting, but, but I think it was never a case of like, Oh, I heard gunshots. I think it, yeah. some people yeah, apparently just... did, but the brain does funny things, right? Yeah. yeah. Mass panic and like loud yeah. sounds or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, people are knocking chairs over and stuff like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Didn't interrupt oh, yeah. the movie. That's, that's fascinating. <laughs> that's Yeah. Isn't it? But like, that's good. Was, that's if, a good thing. That's our good takeaway from this is we didn't get an interruption in the movie. I mean, if it was just like a, a fight, it sounds like it was a fight between like three teenagers and like oh somebody working at a one of the. Oh, oh boy. Oh. oh, boy. L.A. Just like that. Scored, LA one nothing. Denny Buonga. Just like Flip that. Buonga, man. Front like flip. Kind of got on a breakaway. Had a 1v1 versus who was that? Silva? Glad, glad. One of the center backs and just beat him. Um, okay, yeah. so let's look at. Oh, so I'll wrap no, it up. It's Brody. It's funny. I might have ended up in the panic, but I was so 
uh, Jenny's great uncle and uh, his wife came to the movie. And uh, so I, I waited for them in kind of the hallway right outside the theater and I uh, talked to him for probably 10 minutes and missed all of the commotion. Wow. <laughs> okay. Which is very That's, weird. That is uh, weird. Anyway, I would say if I think, you know, almost everybody was safe in that scenario, uh, the mass panic obviously is a scary thing. And it was yeah, certainly yeah. surreal, but uh, yeah. Oh, so that's, that's this tough. Is, this is how, this is one of the things that I was noticing early on in this game when our give it, like it happened through giveaways and it happened through Sovereigno taking Ill, an ill-advised cross when we had too many people forward. Um, We took a free kick from, you know, 10 or 20 yards outside the 18 or 10 yards outside the 18. Uh, it's not a good free kick. Uh, by the time like they clear the ball, we have, you know, six people in the box still. Um, they clear it. We get the ball. Brody collects the ball, passes it to Ojeda. It's not a great pass. It's a little bit of a bouncing pass. Ojeda fails to control it cleanly, slides to try to win the ball back. And we had too many players forward still, still thinking that we were going to win the ball back and, you know, pass have another and, shot yeah exactly keep our big guys forward they immediately just launch the ball forward to buanga who's running at the running um palacio fails to deal with buanga on the first chance and then it's just him and brody yeah and i think palacio just got just didn't judge the ball correctly at all coming in yeah. and was just behind the play as soon as he misjudged it and then yeah it was just brody and no disrespect to Brody, but Buonga's going to beat him there yep. 99 times yeah. out of 100. And he, and he just Most did. attackers would beat Brody there. Oh, here we go again. Uh, what is this? No, this is a free kick that we didn't get back again. This is literally Ball the forward. exact same. Oh, that's a terrible that's, pass. Thank goodness for that. Terrible I don't. This is, this is it's one of our big weaknesses. We're playing right? away from home and we're just asking for them to just transition and destroy us. It's just. <laughs> I mean, that should be kind of a wake up call. You think that we, we just, just can't do that thing. anymore. Like they just, they should have beat us twice gotta, on that. I got to also be honest. Palacio is not looking very sharp. Right. Also, he's not, but also he, he's still like actually oh 19, right? I think he's, or is he 20, 21? He I'll look it up. I, I don't know. He's, he's very young. He's been, he was with, 22. uh, Nacional? 22, 22? Okay. I expect more. He was That's with Nacional you know until he was, there. since he was 13, but I think he's still only been like a professional player for like a year or two, right? I, I, you know, he's played, he's played for, uh, Atletico Nacional. Like he was in their, uh, organization since the time he was like six years old. Right, right. But I mean, he's only been like a first team professional player. He, it's for that for like, uh, yeah so three years kind of that's the beginning of covid so he's like played, he may yeah well let's either way he's it. he's not a finished product and he's barely played with rsl like if ruiz True. is like actually injured we're gonna start seeing a lot more palacio um and this is just a tough game for him to be in so I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to couch it. Let's just not be too hard on Palacio at this point. I get it. It's Uh-oh. fine. Oh, no. You guys made me Google things. What in the world oh, was that? Goodness, what was this? Silva to Glad. Glad holds the ball and then just gives it to Denny Buanga. Glad he just, he just took it off of his feet. He just Glad's just more. standing there. Unbelievable. 
That's tough. I do. I don't really love watching people be happy at our expense. It's not a good feeling. That was embarrassing. I have been talking glad up this whole season. That was one of the worst things he's done in his career. <laughs> I need to watch replay because I was like, he, I'm. It's the same so waits for Denis Bowanga to get close to him Ooh. and then just gets robbed. I where he has no option there though. I mean, his like he had an option, option way McMath, earlier to pass to McMath sooner. He lets Bowanga get way. Did Bowanga even oh, take yeah, it, or did no. he just watch this pass? Hang on. No, did Bowanga he didn't take even, it, or did no, he just scuff Bowanga the pass? Did not scuff the pass. That's and crazy. That's that's genuinely might be Justin Glad's worst mistake of his career for the for RSL. At least in the last five years. No, Justin Glad's worst mistake of his career was getting the handball in the box against Sporting Kansas City. That they did. He just call. got bailed out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that's mean, worse but, than a handball. But you look at Glad in that position; he has no re- like his only passing option is McMath. True, and but like he still needs to make that pass. Quicker, like he oh, should yeah, be able no. to recognize. Oh, I, I, Gomez? I no, okay. I don't disagree. Um, but and he but shouldn't scuff the pass that bad. Yeah, we've put him in that position over and over and over. Oh and no, 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 for sure. Somebody in that position, and it's something bad's going to happen, right? But they're, oh, they're clogging up that middle, goes. and uh, it's just they they have taken away RSL's passing options there, and RSL's doing nothing about it. Well, that and like, the it's thing. the same. It's the same thing as we were talking about with the the breakaways, the transitions. They're just recognizing what's happening and just pouncing on it. Yeah, they know that we're kind of a little bit slow to get the ball out of the back. So and next time we're in that that scenario, watch the fullbacks because they're not coming. Oh, back they're not anywhere to, near it. No, it's yeah. just the triangle of Glad Silva and McMath. And it's if it gets back to McMath, he usually have. just boots it. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's purely tactical, soccer. right? That's if both oh, no, that's, are doing it. That is the plan. Yeah. Man, that is a huge bummer. That is such a bummer. And that to me is a coach recognizing the flaw and he's executing had, on it. Well, how does yeah. that a good game too? I'm sick. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if Buonga is pressing that hard on that, like they know what they're doing. They're recognizing a situation, reacting to it. I'm sick to my stomach. Chicho, do something good, please. <laughs> Chicho, please single-handedly win this game for us. Someone's got to. Oh, he's you know, trying. Oh, play that through. Oh, man. He had Danny. Okay. All right. Palacio from 40 yards. That's a good shot. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what we're doing without Diego Luna in this game, honestly. He's got he's got to get in. I mean, yeah. for, yeah, for should have started Luna. Should have started Luna. Yeah. I mean, it's not just that, obviously. It's not just that, but man. Should have started Luna. Man, who knew I'm Steve Trundolo spending all those years in Hanover as an assistant would be Just like the women losing the World Cup is coach. because of uh them their wokeness. Uh, and caring about things Diego Luna this proves Diego Luna should have started yeah for sure yeah that's that's my only takeaway from this <laughs> there's nothing else to learn oh, Diego, Diego Luna wouldn't have passed Here we go the ball again. to Denny Buonga what are we doing with these giveaways man it was just and, I mean, before they if, if further this. we like, just need to, somebody to calm this game down this is Zach McMath's biggest flaw as an RSL player I think is that he is not a communicative or like tactically minded yeah see they've clogged those passing lanes again and we're completely on the back foot 
Yeah, like where does Brody have to go right there? Yeah, exactly. Like we just got to clear it. This is why this is where the 442 becomes a bit of a problem. Like do we really need to be playing two strikers in a game where we're, we're being overrun in the midfield yet again? I mean, so we're this not is, being overrun in the midfield. We're not getting to the midfield right now. Well, you, you can't get there if you only have two guys who are being marked by four guys. True. <laughs> like, yeah, we can't get anyone free in the midfield at all because of how out, outmatched we are. And like, we're doing that at the expense of playing Danny Musovsky, who's been really good, who had a very good game against Leon. But man, um, well, he had two really great. He had two goals against Leon. One of them was was really good. Other one it would have been a shame if he had missed, and he had had a bit of a rough game before that. But whatever. this is for the last like five or ten minutes. Everybody in the midfield and forward is kind of playing hero ball. Yeah, they're all just trying cool. to do it, and it's just it. Obviously, it's not. It's just leading to giveaways, and yeah, and there's a, there's another just too easy for LA to get the ball and get forward. There we go. Yeah, this game's over. Well, there's they three score? goals. Yep, they did. Uh, and it's that a homegrown or Daz scoring on us. Is he a homegrown? I think so. He's like 18 or something. Yeah, he was. they mentioned him earlier as a 19-year-old. What is this cop doing on the field? Go away, bud. <laughs> was he celebrating? No, he's just walking oh. out onto the field looking at the players. Like He's not looking at the stands where the threat would be coming from. He's just looking at the LA fans. Well, they just or not the fans, goals, the LA so. players. He's got to make sure they don't break the law. The laws of the game. Speaking of cops on the field, one of the things that's always weird to me is like, at what point, like there's cops at sporting events. That's a thing. It's always been a thing. It's been a thing for a while. It it is what it is. Because you have to have security and cops are good for that. But there's been times like in the history of sports where there's like a fight breaks out, like between players, right? And like, at what point are cops getting involved in that i don't know like i'm I'm thinking of baseball there's been a couple like in the past where like a baseball like bench clearing brawl breaks out and like cops get on the field and they're like in the middle like breaking it up and it's like like i understand that like there might be a fight happening and you've got to stop a fight but like should it should it be the cops that are doing that or should they just let the players figure it out I don't know. It's always weird for me to see like it actually, actual cops as security. Actually, looks like the cop was looking at Zach McMath. Or they <laughs> is this going to VAR? This might go to. Uh, it looked. Review. It looked like it may have been offside on the initial pass. Well, that doesn't. That doesn't or, uh, negate. Oh, it. Nope. We're good. Yeah. Well, okay. Quick check. Not, All yeah. good. Doesn't even if it was called back. Like it doesn't Reno. negate just how poor it was from RSL. No, RSL's cooked. We need to do... I mean, we're not going to win this game, but we need to do something. That's such a massive bummer. Immediate turnover? The last 10 minutes, they made... Has RSL completed more than six passes in a row in in this half? I wish there was an easy way to run that statistic for me. Because I would love to build you a little visualization. Yeah, I just I don't think it's happened. If it has, it's happened once or twice. Meanwhile, yeah. LAFC has possession now, and they're on pass number like seventeen, probably. Yeah. And RSL is just chasing shadows. Uh, Trevor, what have you been up to lately? 
Well, uh, no, like man. honest to goodness, nothing. I don't like cool. this question right now because I <laughs> I've been playing a lot of video games at home. The last week I didn't talk about I didn't go to the Leon game. Um I didn't plan on going to the Leon game. Um because it was originally on Thursday. I was on call that whole week and so I would have been on call and I don't go to games when I'm on call. Um it would just create too much of a mess. So that's mostly what I've been doing for the last like week and a half is just working and being on call. It was dumb. I didn't like it. I never do. But it's over now. So we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. Nice, man. That's good. I did have a buddy talk to me. Maybe somebody who knows what's going on can can explain this to me later because I haven't looked at it yet. But there's a new game coming out, two new games coming out that um, people are interested in. Uh, one sure. is Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, mm-hmm. my friend Zach That's was just now. telling me about that. Is that out already? I yeah. believe so. He was telling. Okay. He was playing it earlier. So, my understanding is that it's like a D and D ish game where it's like mm-hmm. a kind of a campaign that you play with people, and it's like you run into situations and you approach them as you would like in a D and D campaign. So you've got like people that you're playing with, and somebody has a decision. You guys talk about the decision. You make the decision, and then you see the results, and then you deal with it again. It's just like decisions made by individual players but like you talk about them as a group do you yeah. know if that's true is that a thing i don't know anything about works? it other than that the first version the first baldur's wait what's it baldur's game baldur's, baldur's gate gate Three. baldur's gate game came out in like 1998 and they've had a yeah. bunch of games since then i remember that's when it came I out like i really wanted to play it i never did yeah, i don't know anything about it. i've got a buddy that wanted to play he's got like two or three friends that are excited about it but it seems like it's a game that like you need to have three or four guys together to, to play it or people i should say together to play it and like get the most out of it i guess so he was trying to get me in on that and then there's another game uh remnant 2 i think or remnant revenant Re- something like that that's coming out that again is like a play with friends type of game i don't know anything about it but he was trying to get me into that and I don't think that those are games that I would very much enjoy, but I do enjoy playing games with friends, even if they're like not really my type of game. I enjoy playing yeah. with friends. Yeah, same. So, yeah. I'm, so I could be on board with that. One of those maybe. If somebody has any opinions, like let me know. Hmm. That's what's been going on. Is I've got a buddy that's it. trying to get me to play games that I don't normally play. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's good. Carver, you don't on. have to compromise your morals for anybody. <laughs> And if somebody asks you to play a game you don't normally play, you, you they're not your friend. No. <laughs> okay. I'll let know. Games. Uh, Luna's on for Danny Musofsky. Okay. Uh, Gomez is out for Julio. Okay. Gomez for Julio. Danny. Okay. That sounds good, I guess. I, I Gomez guess. next I mean, to... I mean, Julio fits the style of like, just get the ball up to him. We're not worried about trying to be intricate anymore. Just get the ball up there. But Luna hopefully is like a calming presence. I don't know how much influence he's going to have in that department because, yeah, everybody's just being awful. Yeah. I, so, uh, it's, it's just really not good for many, anyone really. Um, yeah, surely that cross will do it. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't. I know LAFC is very good, so I'm trying not to get like too bummed out about it. They absolutely destroyed 
Did they beat? Was it Juarez? Who did they smash? Seven zero. I think yeah, it was Juarez because that was a uh, Bofo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, what is Masterini doing with a water bottle that big? I don't know. But if we had, he's got to get his gallon in. He's got to get his gallon a day. We no, we've got to give a small water bottle. We've got to do the Quayar water bottle. Oh That's our path to success in this game. We would be a very, very, very good team if we had Quayar next in the midfield right now. Hey, Kyle. actually, oh, I, I do Let need to ask you a question, Kyle and Matt, yes. both of you. All right. Um, I did watch. I this is the same friend that's been trying. He's a gamer. Sure. Um, been trying to get me to play these games. He told me that his favorite movie ever was La La Land. That's a and he's not ever. the guy that I ever would have picked that for. And so I had never seen La La Land, so I watched La La Land recently. And yeah. I wanted to know what you guys do. You, you guys have seen it, right? Yeah, it's a good movie. I haven't okay. watched I haven't it since actually. I saw it in theaters, though. But I remember really okay. liking it when I saw it in the theaters. So if I asked you what you thought of the ending, would you have a, a good answer for it? I don't even remember. Like, does it end? Oh, like whether? Oh, okay, Palacio. that's right. It's coming back to me. Like when they Palacio is bad. Um, <laughs> Palacio's having a tough one. He's having yeah. a very bad game. I get having to come in unexpectedly, but man, he's having a very yeah. Rough he, he's playing like he was not at all expecting to play this game, like even a little bit. Um, yeah. I know Jenny has strong opinions about the ending of La La Land. I've never seen it, but I know there's discourse about it online. Yeah, I don't remember what the discourse was. Was it like yeah, whether or not they end up together? Or I, I can't remember. Yeah, because the ending, they they don't. Spoiler right. alert, everybody. Oh. The movie's been out for several years and it's on Netflix, but they don't end up together. Okay. Right? Yeah. But they're know. like the cutest couple like in movie history. Not really, but like they're contenders. The chemistry between the between Gosling and Emma Stone is like incredible. Yes. And it's just the cutest couple of all time. Right. Um, but no, they end up like not being together, but the whole reason that they like break up the whole, like climax, I guess in the movie is that they realize that they're compromising on their dreams for the relationship. And so then they break up cause they're like, no, we should follow our dreams. And then they do both follow their dreams and it ends up like five years later, uh, Emma Stone's a, a famous actress and she's married to a guy and they go into town oh, yeah. and they just step right. into the jazz club and it's like, it's Seb's and it's using the logo that she drew and they walk yeah. in and Seb That's is right. up there playing jazz with the band. And then they have a moment where they like see each other and then they smile and then they both leave and like, there's a quick little like montage of like what could have happened if they like stayed together. And it's this cute little like musical number moment thing. That's right. I remember that. But then it like comes back to reality and she's with her husband and he's like, Oh, that was a good song. Do you think we should go? And then they leave and they share a quick smile at the end. And then the movie's over. So like they both follow their dream, but like at the cost of their relationship. And then the question is like, are they actually happy or not? Mm. Cool. And I was I talking about it with my buddy and I thought that it was a crime that they didn't like end up together. It should like, they clearly should have, cause it's a great love story and that's happily ever after. Right. Yeah. And the writer should probably be in a FEMA prison camp. Why? I don't know. No, for, we for just not, like, we can't. <laughs> not fulfilling your wish. <laughs> no. Cause we, cause the conclusion I came to was like, if they did that, then it's just another romantic, like kind of comedy. 
right? It's just another like love story that it's cute and fun, but it's it it, it turned into like Hitch, where it's like a good movie, but not a not a, a great like award winning movie. It's just a love story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like you know what I mean. I so having like that ending, I think, makes it a much better movie, but a much more disappointing like ending to a story. I think. I think that's fair. I don't know. If you guys haven't seen it recently, I haven't seen it at all. No. Well, you should watch it. It's on I Netflix. It's saw very that good. at the Broadway back wow. when it came out. It was a very fun evening. I had some friends in town, and uh, we all very much enjoyed it. I think there were. I can't remember if my eyes welled up, but there were tears shed by uh, the girl I was dating at the time and uh, the friends we had. They were all crying. So. Um, Which, totally yeah. fair. There's yeah, a few very, like there's a few welling ending. up moments for sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, my good movie, god! Though. That was a tackle that happened. What is happening? Um, it's not. It's not good. Nothing good is happening on the screen right now. Uh, feel bad for Chicho. Feel bad for Danny. Uh, Chicho got was, wrecked. Play continued. Was, yeah. A lot was made about their return to LAFC. Seems like LAFC might be fine <coughs> without them. Um, <laughs> it might be okay. Hey, so yeah. did you guys see uh, Chicho's answer to the question about um, whether or not he would celebrate? You would celebrate? Yeah. I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah, it was good. I, uh, I adored his answer. Tell us about the answer. Oh, I, hold on. Monterey is about to take a, a penalty in the 97th minute, seventh minute of stoppage time against Tigres. Ooh, uh, in Houston Stadium, zero zero. So this is to win. Oh, the game. so this is the this is the game. Oh, yeah. I hope they miss. Uh, I think that'd be funny. Definitely going to score this. I want Tigres to lose. I don't know actually. Um, yeah, this is a bad. This RSL game is bad. But anyway, yeah. Um, ah, Monterey wins. The, wow. They scored the penalty. Yeah, they scored. Nice. Good goal. Luis Romo plays for Monterey? Oh my, there was a lot of stuff being thrown at them. Uh, <laughs> oh my word, Chicho. Where just, are they playing? Uh, in Houston, I believe. Oh, okay. There is so much stuff being thrown at them. I, I will say also, there's a video of the Nashville, um, Nashville SC players leaving this the field after. Uh, they ended up winning the penalty. And um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff being thrown at them too. That tracks. Oh, we don't have to watch replays of this, do we? I mean, we're going <laughs> why, to. Why are they showing us these goals? Oh, man, because it's not. Never mind. We deserve this. I mean, those first two were, <laughs> were pretty bad mistakes, right? But Yeah. But they're also mistakes that have tactical explanations as well. Yeah. Right. They've they've capitalized on a tactical weakness to find it, to open that mistake up. Uh, Boanga's being subbed off now for Krastev. Krastev? <gasps> Once again. Krastev? In the modern game, players are subbed off on two goals, and it's just so different. I know. I I you, get it. No one you said this trick. before, and like, I'm not as steamed about this as you seem to be. I'm not steamed. It's just like, it's a big shift, and I can't figure out where, like, what changed. I think it's just like this is not it's not moneyball, but it's just like game analysis, like squad rotation, game management type stuff, right? Oh, I get it you from just, the coach. Like I no argument there. But like players don't look upset to be subbed off on two goals anymore. 
And you you'd watch elite level striker. Ooh, Pablo's in a Pablo Ruiz. Pablo's in a brace. Yeah, that does not look pa- uh, oh good. This game God. this game sucks. Okay, an immobilizing <laughs> brace, right? Pablo oh was God. wearing an immobilizing brace and had two crutches. This game is awful. Oh, now we're just trying to hurt LA players. This is good. That was a terrible challenge. Was that Chicho? Well, I don't know. I missed the challenge. There was a McMath long ball. LA guy went up in the air for it, and Chicho just like hip checked hip checked him in the middle of the air, and he fell yeah. very awkwardly. I wonder and yelled at the referee, some, and there was no foul. But that's the kind of stuff that like you do, and then your team gets punished for it because he's just going to retaliate. Oh, Marcelo Silva. Well, where, what are his options there? I mean, no good options. That's another part of the problem. But. No shots on goal for RSL so far. From oh, no. Lucas. So We're going to have to um, start marking this with an expl- ex- explicit see. tag. So I, I have, to, um, have to keep watching the, this game. Carly and I, social hour for me. Oh, Carly and right. I both had adenovirus. I oh, think. what in the world is that? Um it's the novel it's not novel actually it's a like it's a type of virus that uh i think is normally pretty tigres have a red card now i don't know what happened there um that's normally not super uh gnarly but i think because of the covid years uh it came back with a bit of a vengeance but uh adenovirus is pretty bad and it for me it wasn't as bad as covid but for carly it was actually much worse than when she had oh COVID. man is it like Bummer. deadly or is it just like no. you're super inconvenient for a few days super uh, carly's been actively sick for 11 days and oh, is finally man. getting her voice back today um well get that better carly rough. that yeah. sucks she's feeling better today so that's good yeah, but, good um Have yeah you made some great soups <laughs> soups have been made good um a nice yeah so there's been there's been some good food but uh yeah uh that was that's been exciting but i i was feeling feeling better and i um wasn't sick anymore and oh my word brody we we look so bad right now this is actually pretty sad this is kind of like Team uh, team collapsing, right? Yeah, this is looking. This is the worst we've played in months. Um, this is hold on. How much? They are many? just passing circles around. Like Pablo is Pablo Ruiz. Boy, does Pablo Ruiz make a difference in this game? If he doesn't get injured, are we still this bad? I don't know. That's what I, I don't know. This is but like Palacio looks actively bad. Yeah. Um. I mean, but I yeah, he's not like that. the only one. I mean, like we, Luna hasn't done much since he came on the field. So, Julio has looked okay, but he's touched the ball three times. But everybody else is just cannot connect a pass. Yeah, I, I that really is tactics for me. Like Anelli is not actively harming the team, but he's not. Anelli's the best. Anelli's been our best player all game, actually. Yeah, uh, Chicho's coming off of Rubio. Chang is coming on for Sovereigno, so we're waving the white flag. Yeah, um, this is Monterey and Tigres is in like a full like like i don't know if there's actual brawling happening but there's a both teams have met in the corner of the field there's a lot of stuff being thrown yet again uh it's pretty crazy over there this is great stuff this is great television 
Keaton said when the Nashville game, they called the game for America. Then 10 minutes oh. later, VAR changed its mind and brought them back out. <laughs> 10 that's, minutes later? That's hilarious. Because I watched them leave the field. So I was like, did okay. It, did so, it take 10 minutes for them to give notice to him? Or was it 10 know. minutes later that they started pulling him back out? I have no idea. That's crazy, though. I should go watch the replay for that and time it and see what happens. But um, All right, so will, actually, when the, we are done, I will watch the replay from that. Today is the 8th of August. RSL's next game is on the 20th of August, which is a Sunday. So we've got basically two and a half weeks to wallow in this game. Is Sunday the U.S. Open Cup game? No, that's a game against the LA Galaxy, and then it's the following Wednesday. Um, Both of those games are on the road. So we travel to LA, and then we immediately get on a flight to Houston and then play the Open Cup game. Okay, well, that's what's coming up next. We have 10 minutes left of this game. 10 plus uh, stoppage. I, We've had a lot of substitutes. While I was sick, while I was sick, I should say. Oh, yeah. oh, well, okay. I did go to the Lyon game on Friday, the rescheduled game, um, which more people were there than I expected. Uh, it was just kind of a, as a lot of games are, uh, slow arrival for a lot of people. Um, but there were more people there than I was expecting. And the Lyon game was, uh, ended up being a very fun and great game in the second half. But it took a while for us to get to that point. Um, don't have a ton much more to report on that. I'm sure everyone is familiar with what took place on that in that game. But I also, while sick, cruised through uh, Danny McBride's second show. He had Eastbound and Down on HBO, and then he had Vice Principals, and then currently has Righteous Gemstones. Mm-hmm. Watched Vice Principals, great show, loved that, adored it. It was it's just amazing. Oh, they should have scored right there. That was awesome. Damn. Um. Yeah. Uh. And let's see what else I've watched. I feel like I watched some movies since we talked last. Um, oh, I watched. Did I did I talk about the movie Past Lives? I went and saw that at the Broadway and my goodness. Perfect movie. Uh, I don't think you did, but I did oh, read your letterbox. I've you. never heard of this movie. Yeah, it was pretty. It's a pretty. It, it, it debuted at Sundance earlier this year and I wasn't able to see it. They were only doing in-person screenings for that one, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I couldn't get a ticket to that one virtually. I had COVID during Sundance this earlier this year, so I couldn't go oh, to that. Yeah. But I did see Past Lives the last day it was playing at the Broadway and just thought it was just a perfect movie. I thought it was so great. So, so great. And then I watched uh, a little movie called Bones and All, which is a movie with uh, Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell, which is a movie about. Uh, Wait, is this the creepy my, one? It's a kind of it's like a horror romance <laughs> sort of movie. Bones uh, abandoned by her father, a young woman named Marion embarks on a thousand mile odyssey through the back roads of America where she meets Lee, a disenfranchised drifter. But despite their best efforts, all roads lead back to their terrifying pasts and to a final sta- stand that will determine whether their love can survive their otherness. Um, there's a very key piece of who these both of these people are and what they do. That makes it a horror movie. Um, Are they murderers? Uh, they they can't they they like uh, they require eating human flesh. <laughs> oh, so okay. and they're like both like Does young that the, adults. That means they're zombies, right? The means they're more cl- closer to vampires, I think, no, I since know. they are not undead. I was we just could, trying to get Trevor to. I oh I wish wild in anger. Oh, is this number four? Oh, that's number four. number four. Number four. That's four. 
four uh, nil. So we're getting far. grittied on. We're getting grittied on oh, in the eighty fourth no. minute. Okay, by guy we're in number fifty. Uh, who looks like a teenager? This, um, this, this combined with losing Pablo Ruiz is might be the worst game of the That's season. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is the worst game of the season, like by a million miles. Um, do you think RSL can perform this season without Pablo Ruiz? Nope. I think That's my that, immediate that reaction is a, no. Yeah, that might be a pretty devastating. <laughs> That's going to be a devastating loss. Uh, I'm not going to say that the season is over, but like. Yeah. So I'm curious. I think that that really limits our ceiling. I think, yeah. Right now. What? How many points are we on right now? Thirty-seven. Why can't I look for this movie that I'm trying to find? Timothy Chalamet. Let's do this. Oh, you know what I'm doing? Ball. I'm confusing Timothy Chalamet with another um, actor and thinking of a different movie entirely. Hmm. I'm confusing him with. Uh, Tom Holland, is it? Oh, okay. are you thinking of uh, another young that other vampire love movie? No, it's it's the it's. I think it's related because his, it he has like a. Let me find the movie. Forget it. The Devil All the Time. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, I have not seen that actually. It's really good. He has like a. Um, shrine kind of that he builds and it involves bones. I think it's of his uh, dog that his dad kills or something like that. I saw it a while ago, so I'm happy to be completely wrong about it, but it's a very good movie. Yeah, that is... Wait, it's called The Devil what? The Devil All the Time. All the time. Have I seen this? Should oh, I, saw, I, I did I not know, see this. I know Palacio came in as a substitute. Yeah. I might have subbed him out in the 60th minute. The <laughs> I might have. Well, okay, so who do you put L- on instead? Leffelsund was... Uh, there you go. Jasper Leffelsund is a... Based on what I've seen from uh, Palacio right, uh, today, I'm not convinced he's better than Leffelsund. I'm, I'm, not consi- I'm not convinced that Leffelsund's better either. Like, I think it's sixes. I'm not convinced either, but at least I think I'm, I would be less disappointed with... Yasper yeah. out there laying a stinker than uh, U22 initiative signing. Well, two of our U22 um, guys have been pretty rough today. I and think that's going to happen with young players, right? Yeah, yeah I think, that's I when think you, you just let them this one. Yeah, I mean, once we knew we were going to lose, I guess that's fine. Uh, Brody's also not had a great game. And Nelly might be no. the only player that's had a good game. Oh. I think. Give away Vlad had a good game. Trying to dribble three people. That's good. Good for Brody. <laughs> I'll be honest. This now Brody's is... out of position. Ooh, ball into the middle. And Nelly wow. almost. And that was, ooh. Look at that Nelly saving the day. Yes. He <laughs> saved a lot with hero. that. I like I and and yeah, and Nelly. Yeah. I mean, I guess my thought is obviously you can't go back and say, okay, we'll sub before the goals are scored. That doesn't make any sense, but it was clear where RSL was struggling. We were talking about it before, like the things that led up to the goals before the goals, right? I would have, I just wouldn't, I know we've only been playing a 4-4-2, but like with teams like this and an environment like this, like I just, we were getting overrun in the mid, we had 35% possession in the first half. Like we were just not able to do anything with the ball. 
And and we're a team now that apparently values possession, right? We have been. Oh boy, that was close. Uh, so far <laughs> this game, according to Fop Mob, RSL has zero shots on target. That's correct. Um, ten ten shots total. Yeah, we've had some close shots, <laughs> almost shots on target, uh, but zero out of ten is not good. Um, LAFC meanwhile has had nineteen total shots, which is about right. What Nine of them have Palacio? been on target, and oh. four of them have turned into goals. Dude, Palacio is killing me. Okay, Luna, yeah. again, is the only player on this team who can make the types of passes that he makes. Uh, even if it's to players, you aren't ready for it. Okay. Come on, Luna. We need one. All right. We just gave the ball away, and now it's going to be it's three on two. Look at this Look at that attack on the right. Oh, missed him. Brody's done. No, okay. Well, uh, lucky, lucky the LA. You're, you're feeling well now, though, one. right, Kyle? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm probably yeah. like ninety percent. I'm still. <laughs> he's, apparently, he's talking about your, your you know what's crazy about not. Yeah, so the kid. adenovirus congestion for some people this year has been lasting up to eight weeks. Oh. So I'm like on. Uh, oh, I. So I went camping. So so, um, this was great. But I I I this is actually a pretty funny thing that I was dealing with so um not this last weekend but the weekend before uh i don't think rsl had a game because anyway i went camping on like a saturday to sunday hmm. uh and carly was gonna go camping but she started feeling sick that weekend and i was or like the friday before and i was like well i feel fine i'm just gonna drive separate from people so i don't just in case i do have something i don't want to be in a car with them for an hour and a half or whatever and get someone sick I drove separately. We uh, went to Alexander Lake in the Uintas. Uh, great place. It's becoming increasingly popular. Um, but and, and like with with car camping in Utah, it can be kind of a oh um, oh we got Julio uh, almost in behind. Um, let's see, let's see. Offside. <laughs> what? Oh, cool. Offside. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Funny end to it though. So you get you get a bunch of different. Oh, did they? They just called it at the ninety. <laughs> no stoppage. They no just stoppage. Put us out of, they put us out of that our is, misery. What that a is so insulting. That is hilarious. What? Um, oh my god. That's a huge. This bond. is like Four it's zero. easy. To, I think it's the easiest call of the year so far. So this is our worst game this year. I think. Um, so. This puts it, I think, are we going to immediately just say that this is like top five worst performance under Pablo? Uh, There's so many to count, choose from them. We've had some <laughs> bad ones. Okay. Um, this is a, to do this in a knockout game is pretty humiliating. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Especially yeah. with Chicho and, well, especially with our best, like all of our entire best team, we lost Pablo, which apparently is making a huge difference, but um Justin Glad, I like I, Justin Glad making one of the mer- worst mistakes of his career. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty pretty awful. Anyway, so I, I was camping late Alexander Lake. It was great. It was beautiful, amazing. Loved it. There were some funny, weird things that happened. Uh, so one thing that about Alexander Lake, you 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 take the Mirror Lake Scenic Byway and you get off on this dirt road and you go up towards Trial Lake and Alexander Lake. Um, the dirt road, once you get to the top of like the, of this like mountain thing, and then you start to descend into Alexander Lake, there are multiple entry points around the lake that are all really, really rugged dirt roads. Um, like really rough, like not just like normal dirt roads. Like they are, there are a lot of rocks. Um, my 
I did it in my cross track, but it like just barely, like it's, it gets a little nervy at times. I've got a story like this after you're done. Sweet. I love it. Uh, anyway, so I did it in my cross track. It was fine. Um, made me a little nervous, sweated a little, sweat a little bit, but, um, it's all good. Um, so we get down to the, to where we always try to camp whenever my friends and I go there. There's some people at the spot we want to camp at. There's this guy with this insane overlanding setup with, in, with like a older land cruiser was awesome. Uh, I'll get back to him later. But there were also some people like to the right who were just paddle boarding and doing whatever. And I was like, hey, are you guys camping? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, we're going to can we hang out and take your spot when you're done? And he's like, yeah, we're actually leaving like right now. So that worked out really well because if we didn't have that spot, then we would have had to try to go back out to the main dirt road and try one of the other entrances down to the other spots around the lake, uh, which would have been scary for me because I it's already bad doing it just once. I didn't want to have to do it a bunch of times. Anyway, so we take the spot. It's just us, uh, like all my friends. We set up and everything. We had you know uh, paddle boards and kayaks, whatever, fishing. We were just having a great time overlanding guy and his family were a little bit down the lake from us they start like deciding he has like this people that camp like car camp and do this type of thing with their overlanding setups have like the most insane amounts of gear and i learned this twice on the strip but he had this like loud speaker or stereo system and he started playing just like the most annoying like generic like the the music you'd see in a south american players highlight video or you know an eastern <laughs> european guy's highlight video like that type this of like, like techno edm yeah and i was like garbage. this is so weird he did that for like probably 45 minutes and then i think it must have run out of battery or something because then it stopped and he was quiet okay so that was one guy later in the evening this guy drives down with a jeep and he has like all you know he's got this rooftop 10 he's got all this stuff just completely packed on in his jeep and he comes down to us and he was like hey do you guys mind if i camp like right over here up this hill a, a, a little ways from us and i was like yeah man that, that's cool he proceeds to take about two and a half hours to three hours setting up his entire camp which is just ungodly amounts of gear from his jeep he's just setting up every single thing possible he's got like a clothesline he's got all these electronics he i later learned that he had a camp stove that was also like a huge subwoofer that connected Bluetooth to his Jeep nice. or whatever. And um, he just has, and he's got like a sink set up. He's got, he, when he was getting water and he like has a shout, like camping for one night and just doing all this. So goofy. Like I just yeah. clearly this guy just had like a lot of like disposable income and was like, I'm pouring it all into this car camping setup for this Jeep. A, a little while later, he like comes down to our fire and he's like, hey, guys, like it's it's not dark yet, but he's like, hey, I brought my kayak. You guys can use it if you want. And we're like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Also, I brought my projector and a screen <laughs> and I'm wondering if you guys can if you guys want to watch a movie with me up there. I got I got it all. I'm getting it all set up. And I was like, what movie are you watching? And he's like, oh, it's funny you ask. It's this really good movie on Netflix starring Jamie Foxx. And he proceeds to name some like direct. That would have been a direct TV. It would have been a direct to Redbox style movie <laughs> that's on Netflix with Jamie Foxx. And he's just like, yeah, you can come watch this movie. He's re it's really good. So it's presumably a movie that he'd already seen that he just has downloaded. And then I was like, oh, wow, that really caught me off guard. And at one point I went like pee kind of close up by his camp and I walked by and I watched him like watching the movie and he had this big old screen set up and a projector. And I was just like. <laughs> Oh man. And then later in the, and it, 
he had a, a stereo system set up that was like connected to this projector phone or whatever. So we could hear his movie and my brother was getting so mad and I, I, I like I could tune out pretty easily. And then, um, but he, he would remind me that it was playing cause he was how mad he was. But later the guy comes down to our camp and he was like, yeah, I got the movie going. Do you guys want to come, come watch? I was like, listen, man, like we're all very much like no electronics type of people when we're camping. Like there's no service out here. I'm, very i didn't say all this part but i was just like i'm very not on board with just sitting watching a movie uh when yeah. I'm camping like this like that doesn't sound fun to me like i would if really i wanted just- to do that i would do that in my house um anyway and he was like oh okay okay and he ended up turning the movie off pretty soon after but i just like that's such a funny concept to me just like Oh, this guy was by himself, too. So just going out solo into the mountains, trying to invite people to come see your insane camping setup Hmm. um, is just I felt a little bad, but I was just like, please don't do this. Don't (laughs) don't be doing this, please. Um, The way the overlanding guy comes back into the story, because after we were like, we all started getting ready to go to sleep at like 1130. All of a sudden, three vehicles come down the road and they're all going to the overlanding guys camp. And we're like, why did you guys show up at 1130? And two of the people had like little babies with them and they were all in these big like overlanding setups. There's no way this was was worth it. Like, what is going on? Uh, And it was really loud and obnoxious. And they were all like Eastern European of some kind. And it was... uh, Huh. It, it was bizarre. Um, but then they got settled and went to bed pretty quick. But I just like That's dragging good. a baby down uh, that type of drive that late at night. I was just like, wow, that's quite a choice. Yeah. Um, anyway, so great, great camping. I have, uh, I have opinions on that kind of thing. It's just it's just kind of bizarre. Like I get, you know, you still want to do fun things if you, if you have a baby, but you should probably plan your life a little bit better to where you're not doing that 1130 at night. <laughs> yeah. but, that's the opinion is like there's. <laughs> You just got to do things better and smarter if you're bringing a baby with you yeah. than like, because you're not a single adult. You're a single adult yeah. and ch- or like a married couple and child. Like your child has needs and those needs mean that you can't show up to camp at 1130. I mean, you go from two sets of hands to do things when you're camping to like maybe half to, a set to of hands. one hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'm rapidly learning. Not that I've gone camping, but like there, there's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of it's great, but like, yeah. But also like if you show up and this is, I don't know what this camping situation is like, but like if you show up to a campsite at 1130, like that's rude. It's very rude. Very rude. Like that's how I was raised. That's how we always went camping was like, we get there before the sun goes down, everything's all set up. And then once the sun goes down, it's kind of like quiet time. And if people are driving around on ATVs or if they're driving around on golf carts or if kids are like, running around through the campsite like playing night games or whatever like kind of rude yeah and and like not not only that but like the the, where they had to go to get to this guy's camp it was like when we showed up and i saw this guy's overlanding setup where he had it i was i straight up went up to him and i was like how in the world did you get your car over here because he had driven over like fallen trees and all this (laughs) stuff and i was like what and so when all three of those cars came down they had to have like a 30 minute planning meeting about while the cars were all idling about how they were going to get into. So like we were camped by where they came down and in order to get to where their other, their friend was, they had to go and do this big route. So they weren't in the middle of the night. Yeah. Between 1130 and like 1215, they were all figuring this all out and eventually drove over the same trees he did, I think, but it was bizarre. Um, 
And then I, all that to say is I got, I woke up in the middle of the night. And I was really congested and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then was I the woke up in the, the guy, the guy that was watching the movie, was it, they cloned Tyrone? Um, maybe. <laughs> so Wait. I saw, I saw a Jamie Foxx movie over the weekend, I think. Over the weekend? I mean, I don't remember. I, yeah. I we went over and uh, saw some of Jenny's cousins and they were watching Annie. Which, Annie? Uh, Annie, the, the new re- the remake of Annie. What's Annie is, is in, wait, in 2014, Annie? Yeah. I had no idea Jamie Foxx is in this movie. Yeah, he plays like one of the main characters. That's crazy. Yeah. Not yeah, a great no clue. Movie. That's funny. Produced by Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, Jay Z. So many people. Yeah. Was it, was it they Will called, Gluck, who just did. It was. Will Gluck was just. A, I just watched a Will Gluck movie. What movie did I just. Oh, Easy A. I just watched Easy A today. Oh, oh yeah. I like that movie. That All movie, right. I haven't watched it recently. I, I think I watched it last, like, two years ago. And I definitely really liked the movie. But it's got some moments that I think it's definitely like quality comedy moments rather than like quantity. And the quality comedy moments are absolutely hilarious. Like the end of the movie where she's like finishing up and being like, and you guys are all horrible people and I didn't do anything wrong. And now my boyfriend's here and I'm going to go on a date with him. There's the kid that's like watching it on his phone and he's eating an ice cream cone and he walks across the street like in a crosswalk and then a car pulls up and like honks at him and he, while he's looking at his phone and he just turns towards the car and throws his ice cream cone on the windshield and says something to the guy. And then the guy gets out. It, anyway, that part had me dying. I love that movie. They clone Tyrone was a new one that just came out on Netflix and it is, it's okay. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I think it might be that one. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't know what it was. I was just like so caught off guard that he said he had like a full uh, <laughs> full on movie setup. Yeah, at Alexander Lake, which is not on the beaten path. Yeah, yeah, it's like like I'm looking at it now. It's like it's not. It's a little tough to get to. It's not insane, but yeah, it's not like yeah. I don't know. Right off the highway, it, it was pretty goofy. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's been a pretty. Uh, pretty uneventful just being staying uh pretty pretty low-key i was supposed to go to my friend's cabin over the weekend but i was a little too sick to go do that and then i I, uh but i will be going to la this weekend to for my uh oppenheimer and 70 millimeter imax at the chinese theater on saturday afternoon oh that's right you told us about this yeah and i'm going i'll fly in saturday morning with a friend of mine we're meeting in fact, the other the movie podcast I used to do, Cinema Soulmates, I'm going yeah. with my Cinema Soulmates. Connor and I are going to, uh, in the morning and we're meeting our friend Graciela in L.A. And then the three of us are going to go to the movie and it's going to be oh, great. That's so good. Is that at the Ground Theater? At the uh, TCL Chinese Theater. TCL yeah, I, I was reading about it, uh, just trying to learn more about the projection and all that. Um, and... I read that they had to construct a bo- a specialized booth to be able to project the movie. Yeah. Which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, because the, the roll of film is like 11 miles long and uh, is 600 pounds. It's, and it's projected horizontally, right? Or yeah. runs horizontally. That's so interesting. 
Yeah. All right. So I shared a couple images in Slack. This um, is nowhere near where I was going to recommend you go check out. Where were you going to tell me? A couple of places in Fullerton. Yeah, uh, I'll be in. We're staying in. Uh, uh, we're staying in. Uh, it's technically, is that technically West Hollywood? Close to West Hollywood. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's forget be, it. Be interesting. All right. So, what did you just this in Slack? Slack? Okay. Sorry. I'm looking at it now. What no, are we, no, what are we looking at here? So, uh, we were coming home from visiting Jenny's mom on yesterday morning, actually. Okay. And uh, part of that, right? So, you take US 70 East for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really only the one road for a long time. Um, so, I sent you that. And right about the. M- Maybe the two thirds, sorry, the one thirds point, the leftmost uh, 70 mark. Okay. Uh, there was a wreck and it, it was a pretty bad one. And uh, someone said, oh, you know, like, hey, it's going to be a few hours. Turn around, take your first right. And uh, you can see in my screenshot that there is a road, a BIA 6, that, that goes is... all the way around. Um, but also, if you look, you'll see there's a dirt road well before that that you can take that goes around where the wreck was. Um, And uh, the guy said, take your first right. And I saw this dirt road and I thought, well, that's, that's, that's my first right. (laughs) And I, you know, I, I was diligent. I looked at the, at the map and I made sure that yes, this is a road. Yes. It connects all the way. And uh, it was a road. It did connect all the way. But uh, I was in, uh, oh, what, what's, what do they call that mode on the cross road? Yeah, I was in X mode basically the whole time. Uh, there was one hill that took me three attempts, but I, I made it at the right angle. Uh, it was, it was slightly treacherous. That's wild. Uh, it was, I mean, honestly, kind of fun. That, uh, but, it is fun. So do you think it, very it, it, it ended up being like taking you a lot longer than the BI6 would have? Um, oh, almost certainly. It took me about an hour. Okay. Um, and if we'd gone one hour, it was, it was fun. Uh, we ended up stopping in Peridot there. Um, and this is all on the Apache reservation there, the San Carlos Apache Indian tribe reservation. Interesting. Oh, I see. Um, Okay. That's the water. It followed a compressed net or like a high pressure natural gas pipeline. So we were basically driving alongside that the whole time. So, I mean, that, that helped me know that, uh, yes, this road should be passable. Um, but, but not was, by like everybody. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was one attempt away from turning back and then yeah. I would have found the better paved road and, you know, anyway, so it was probably 45 minutes an hour of, of, uh, high intensity driving, but it, it was fun. Um, but probably not the best choice. Yeah, that is fun. I love that. I love yeah, it. lots of rocks, lots of, you know, having to navigate those. I've got to get my car washed now, of course. <laughs> um, and lo- I'm probably there, scratched up the paint. Is there a car wash in your, in your town? There is a car wash in my town. Nice. I was surprised to find that out, actually. <laughs> is it like a roll through, like full service? Like, yeah, job, full service. Or is it like nice. you get out and spray it yourself? No, full service. There are a couple I think that I could go spray it myself. But. Nice. Yeah, I need to go do that. I love it. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the great adventure I had. 
Um, I oh. also caught another mouse. Did I tell you that I've caught a second mouse? <laughs> no. I did, I did not know there was a second. There, there's been a second mouse. <laughs> this one was in the trap. It, it hadn't escaped the trap and died in a weird way. Nice. That's like good. in the trap using uh, Sarah Todd's method. So, <laughs> yeah. What is Sarah Todd's method? Uh, it's quite brutal. I will tell you later. <laughs> what I'm trying to think what else is going on. Oh, I might. I'm uh, um, Pod Doctor's sister, lovely Brooke. She yeah. gave me two tickets to Boney Vare tomorrow. So I oh, might, nice. go, might go do that. Yeah. Um, which is very sweet. Uh Boney Vare. Boney Vare. Am I is have I just been mispronouncing it as Bon Iver this whole time? Yep. Okay. All right. You're thinking of Bon Jovi, actually. Yeah. No, I'm thinking um, of Bon Iver. Yeah. Bon, 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 bon one yeah. word, the second word Iver. This yes, is Justin group. Vernon's uh one of Justin Ver- Vernon's musical projects, Boney Vare. The thing is, is I actually was thinking about going to this and I decided to not get tickets because I have already seen Bon Iver in what can only be described as the most pristine circumstances. Like in in 2018, I saw Bon Iver at the Kettle House Amphitheater in Missoula, Montana, in the middle of like a beautiful, not intense, but like foggy rainstorm. Uh, and the Kettle House Amphitheater in Missoula is like on the river and it's like in the mountains and it's just so gorgeous. Oh, this does um, look gorgeous. It's so cool. If you're ever in Missoula and there's a, something going on there, I highly recommend because it is just my favorite. Um, and that is a very special, that was a very special concert. So I yeah. um, was like, oh, I don't want to do it. But now that somebody gave them me some free tickets for an Ogden Twilight show, I'm like, mm, maybe we'll do that. Nice. But, Enjoy. Thank you. I uh, that that'll maybe cheer my spirits up. I'll be honest. I haven't really listened to him since his first album came out, but I listened to that a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very 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 good album. Yeah, I also recommend his other project, uh, Volcano Choir. Very good. Okay, I'll check that out. Uh, what else is going on, guys? Uh, we didn't do Bev Talk, so um, I'm drinking a watermelon poppy, which I think may be my favorite poppy now. I like the watermelon we one. Kind it's of really talk. good. We covered coconut water. We did. Oh, we did talk true. about coconut water. I have an Essentia uh, overachieving H2O with me. Hmm. I uh, don't have anything. I finished my coffee. Um, <laughs> right. yeah. You want to go? Guys, can you can go get some for the second half. You I <laughs> what if no, we, I, I can't what, tell you, oh my gosh can you imagine if we just uh just rewound the game and just started watching the second half again and just went through that again for the, another I hour would, I, would, I mean I legitimately oh. think like we could have an, a very interesting conversation about that that actually um, was pretty fun but we're not on that podcast <laughs> nah, we don't have to do that I would rather that I was rough, guys. That, that was that was pretty rough. That well, was pretty rough. And and that the bulk of it came in less than ten minutes. Yeah, like the, it yeah. was just Went incisive, from like semi-optimistic to decidedly sad. We didn't even talk about the women's World Cup. There's another decidedly sad. Jeez, Louise, <laughs> we should have talked about the women's World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. I feel bad, but I also kind of don't feel bad because it's just like it's the it's the way it works. But I only watched one of the women's games, the U.S. games. Uh, the, the rest were all just at like one and three a.m. And I'm not about that. <laughs> two two yeah. were at manageable times. One was at the same time as an RSL RSL game. 
Yeah, one was well, at one the, same the same time, time as, as the, the Lionel Messi like debut. That's the one I watched. Yeah, one, and then the well, other no, one was at the same time as the Monterey game because I, I was watching it on my phone at the moment. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were watching that in the press box. There were like three <laughs> or four of us that had it on. So I, you're right. I did watch two of the games. Guys, on Saturday, I, I, um, Saturday, so the game was at 3 a.m. on Sunday. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 was, I was like up at like like 1.30 and I was like, ah, man, I'm just going to do it. So like I, um, I was just, I was like, I'm going to stay up. And so I was like hanging out on Discord with some like, soccer people like talking about you know when the lineup came out we're like oh like talking about the lineup and like this is gonna be so like this is so crazy like oh my gosh like like uh the lineup's so weird like what is vodka doing this guy's so stupid like making all mm-hmm. the all the fun jokes um and then i was like okay it's like 2 15 i was like i'm gonna set my alarm for 2 50 i'm gonna get an hour or half hour of sleep and then I just slept right through my alarm and woke up at halftime and saw that it was zero zero. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go back to sleep again. And I went back to sleep and then woke up at five and saw that we lost in penalties. I was like, dang. And I went back to sleep again. So I uh, stayed up till about 2.15 and then again at about uh, 3.50 and then again at 5.30 and then slept till like 11. So, Yeah, it's funny. Um, I used to... Back in in college, I would wake up for Arsenal games regularly. Yeah, and they were, you know, four a.m. and it it really feels like they've adjusted Premier League kickoff times to fit the Western audience, uh, or rather, I guess the U.S. audience specifically. Yeah. Um. It, but but I remember waking up for you know Arsenal Liverpool at four a.m. multiple times. Right. Um, there was a couple times when I woke up at five a.m. for like Milan games. If they were playing yeah. like Juventus or Inter, they often had the early games on Sundays and I'd wake up at 5 a.m. to watch those. Yeah. Um, but, and now I think about it, I'm like, uh, I'm not waking up before seven o'clock unless it's because there's a crying baby. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. just kind of all there is to it. Yeah. That and that, that goes for pre-baby life, too. I just. Especially I with the advent of DVR and highlight packages. And it's like. I don't need to see every minute of every of the whole season. Like, yeah, I just I feel like I've aged. Yeah, and I feel like Kyle, you're joining us, and it's it's really momentous. Thanks, guys. Feels good. Join us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Join. Judging by my monthly appointments with my retina specialist, it feels like I've been there. Under your AARP membership. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm just so proud of that. Still our, use that. Our slowly but surely plan. Slowly but sure surely. Our slow but sure plan to turn Kyle into an old as we're getting there. I wonder how much money yeah. that's actually saving me because I think I'm paying like. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I just got my uh, my my power bill for the last month, and boy. Ooh, can I ask how much? Because <laughs> I bet I paid more. Uh, let's see. I have two two air condi- I have two HVAC systems in my house, and uh, running both of them for like the entire month of July uh, ended up being like, what was it, two thirty? Oh, that's not bad. Oh, this how much is right. yours? Uh, I paid a five hundred eighty dollar power. Oh bill. my gosh! Yeah, that's way uh, that more was when our AC froze over and it was oh, yeah. running nonstop, and it's been much better. I don't know if our power bill will be better, but yeah, okay, well, that makes worse. sense. 200 is about what we pay through the summer, but I'm pretty sure our place is smaller than yours. Yeah. It was, uh, back in, back in, uh, the Capitol Hill studios. It was so cheap. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I, it was small. That's really the story. Also, yeah. So well, hang on. I, the, the uh, first Capitol Hill studio was like underground. Yeah, no, just the the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. Trevor, are, are you like uh, playing with a switchblade or something? There's no your, way you guys nails? can hear what's that. There's no yeah, way you can hear that. I can't. <laughs> I'm not playing with the switchblade. I'll uh, show you what I'm playing with. The month before for June. Oh, a Pokemon oh, kid. The this month before. Thing? I went from two fifty. So two fifty. Oh, that's oh, really cute. I love that. Yeah, oh, that's that nice. I'll so put two, that down. Sorry. Two forty nine for <laughs> July, and then it was one forty eight for June, which was uh, weirdly. It was hotter in June. I felt like. Uh, no, it wasn't. June was the one. That was the month where everybody was like, "This summer's not that hot." When it was like average high, but. Yeah. It actually yeah. was the average was higher than normal, but um, yeah. my April bill was actually higher than my June bill, which oh, was interesting, which is strange. Crazy. But anyway, yeah. uh, cool yeah, guys. my July was a lot hotter than my June for some reason. Yeah, I. Uh, hey, it'll uh, be under a hundred all week here in uh, rural Arizona. It was. It we had a high today of like. 80 it was so yeah i was gonna say we haven't had it above 95 for like two weeks oh the high today in in south jordan was 78 degrees and then it just gets hot for the next week so it's currently 81 here yeah that's so yeah it stinks i mean honestly it's a lot better oh he's not overworking itself so feeling good i there's one thing i want to mention at the end do we feel like we're about done with this podcast <laughs> i guess yeah. so do we have okay. to i feel like we've feel like we've been about done for the last 20 yeah minutes. i just wanted to say <laughs> uh john jenna finally did pass away he's been yes. in the hospital for a while yeah. um the last time i saw him i think was with trevor uh yeah outside the press box probably two months ago been, yeah april-ish somewhere on there yeah um he's had als uh we it was I don't know it's it's been interesting like the entire time i've known john like as we started being around more uh like in the press box and spending more time up there it, it was it was it was difficult to see him like just like we saw the you know the digression yeah. i guess like we saw him the steady march of the disease yeah and it was really initially like pre-diagnosis starting yeah. to have trouble getting around and then he got the diagnosis and, and it was like you know we went from like cane to like crutches to wheelchair to you know yeah um super awful horrible disease i can't imagine what it would have been like to essentially get a death sentence like there was a really good article that um it was alex vehar and who else in the tribune was it was it falk Falk? yeah falk and uh alex vehar had a really good profile about john that was written just a couple weeks ago knowing that he would he would be passing away in the next couple weeks from when the article was written yeah that i recommend people check out because it was it's very good he was a really 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 sweet guy um i know you two probably had the same experiences as i did with him yeah uh really just only like in the press box and around the club i i I talk would talk to him on twitter sometimes um but most of our conversations were just you know in the press box or at, at the stadium really solid dude it's uh like people probably noticed the uh, Jenna Strong shirts that Pablo has been wearing that we've been seeing around the club. Um, so yeah, rest in peace to John. A solid yeah. dude, very very kind, and I can only 
Uh, imagine what he's been going through and what his family's been going through to have to deal with that type of uh, de- degenerative dece- disease. But um, yeah, it's just and, really and awful to retain like such a, a positive face for like, sure. every time yeah, you saw him over the last two years. That was what oh, it was like hit me so hard is like we were yeah. watching him like you know deteriorate, but he was I don't know still so like incredibly positive and sweet and kind every time I saw him, and I was just like, yeah. man, I. I would have, I don't know if I could even like show up to work, but he loved the club and he loved being at games and he loved talking to people about yeah. RSL. So. John's the second person in my life who's passed away from ALS. And I had an uncle that passed away two or three years ago uh, from ALS. And yeah, very similar thing. Um, seemed fine and then wasn't and got that diagnosis. And it's extremely tough. Um, yeah just seeing my family go through it. I don't understand how John, like when we saw him, he was, he was still John. He was still very positive, very nice, very caring and concerned about us and what we're doing and what's going on. Like he was just the same guy. And like, I know that I would not handle it anywhere near as well as John, um, handled it. Um, Dude, I had a hard time just, knowing what to say to him that last time we yeah, saw him. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's it's I'm, such a tough thing to go through, and he just went through it with the most grace that you that like I think is possible to go through. He was just a stellar human being, and he's gonna be missed um, very dearly by I mean everybody that knew him. I mean, we barely knew him to be honest. Like like yeah. I said, we we knew him from press box box interactions. Um, kind of few and far between but he was always there he was always a presence um we did see him at the stadium a few months ago but yeah just one of the best souls that i think i've met in a very long time and just seeing the way he dealt with it um it it left a lasting impact um i'm gonna remember him fondly for a very long time and it's, it's very very sad that he's no longer with us yeah yeah, that's incredibly well said. Yeah, rest in power, John. And um, yeah, we, I don't know. I love seeing like the the sentiment shared by other like players and teams like, like across the league. And yeah. they, they mentioned it on the broadcast uh, at the beginning of the game tonight as well, I believe. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah, so he was clearly, he made that same impression on everyone he met. And everyone, like everyone I know that knew him had similar things to say as what Trevor just said. All right. Well, uh, sorry for a bummer game, but just, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll be back at it. I think we're, yeah, we're going to be back uh, at it. <laughs> yeah. We're 12, 12 days. Was it 12 days? The 20th. Yeah. Um, yeah. 12 days. We play LA, uh, in LA back in MLS action. I think the league's cup is finished by then. Right. I think so. I, I don't look at the league's I, cup schedule, so. but I'm ready for it to be. I don't care about that. Anyway. I, I, I've, I've, uh, in the course of one episode, I'm now very anti leagues cup. Right. It's a dumb tournament. It took um, Pablo Ruiz away from us. Well, uh, next week, uh, please look forward to our next episode in which we'll be reviewing for four hours, uh, the 10 minutes with which that game unfolded. Looking uh, we'll, forward we'll do, to it. We'll get everyone on it. Uh, we'll see if Jason awesome. can join us. Uh, Ian, Colin, 
Come we'll have on. a round table. We'll have such soccer round table. Just right, we'll Bye, everyone. <laughs> Good night. Adios. I can't find the delete button. The, I found it. No, it's Good a night. stop button, not delete. <laughs> Good point. Good night. <laughs>